to the glory in our stories. On this episode, we'll be speaking with Delisha Hudson. say and as I always start off oh, good morning good afternoon and good evening this is episode 27 of the glory in our stories on this episode I will be interviewing Delisha Hudson um, I started paying attention to her work on Instagram actually um, I met her husband Eamon Hudson at Target uh, we have our own <laughs> history um, but I'm so used to seeing him, and I, they always say, I don't want to say behind every good man, but beside every good man is a good woman. Exactly. And I'm starting to understand why he is the way that he is, especially when you have a partner in life, because you, you feed off each other, oh, and yeah. you develop this organic flow. Yes, natural. So, um, so one thing I thought was cool was that I would see your fashion and your designs mm -hmm. and I, when it comes to me I, I really like colors yes. and you have an awesome way of putting them together yes. and it used to bother me because I'm like I'm a man but <laughs> <laughs> I really like your work thank you thank you uh, but to put colors that way and make things pop yes and I was like I would have never thought you know to put this with that right. and um, you have to have a natural eye for yes. that um, I was going to try to go through your <laughs> your um, social media catalog uh -huh. and pick out my favorites. Right. Um, but I know once you had on some um, some yellow heels and it had like a, a um, pattern on the side. It may have been butterfly wings mm, or flowers. Black and white. Uh -huh. Yes. And you had something blue as well. I forgot what it was. But some of your stuff flares out uh -huh. and it just flows. Peplum. <laughs> yes. yes. And the way that you designed that, I thought that was yes. pretty cool. Thank you. Thank you. Very cool. So, uh, well, we just go ahead and start off. Um, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, if you don't mind. All right. My name is Delisha Hudson, and um, as Calvin stated, um, I'm into the fashion arena, but a lot of people first know me as a teacher, because that is my first love, and I teach pre-K, and I've been doing that for six years. But um, fashion sort of always been a part of me. Mm -hmm forever and I think where you know people say you have a natural eye for like putting certain colors together because when I was a little girl my mom always used to match me <laughs> like hair bowls socks everything will match whatever the outfit I had on change the outfit change the bowls yeah. so I went to I got away from that I was like I don't like everything matchy matchy <laughs> <laughs> so that could have been where that stemmed from too as well <laughs> but yeah um a daughter a sister Wife, mother, godmother, <laughs> friend, <laughs> all of that, and just wrapped in this frame. <laughs> so how did, you, how did you get into teaching? How I got into come? teaching. That always just been a love of mine since I was like six years old. Um, mm -hmm. If anybody ever met my brother, he'll tell you how he was one of my students, and he was always a horrible student. <laughs> <laughs> but I always set up my stuffed animals and pretend they were my students and I just always had a love for just learning and I was always ahead of mm -hmm. whatever and I never got skipped up grade level or anything but I was always ahead in every subject yeah. um, and I didn't really let it go like my mom and dad they always thought well you know teaching they don't make a lot of money or everybody yeah. tried to discourage you say teaching you don't make a lot of money you sure that's something you want to do but I never let it I never let it go and it's something when it's a passion for you you just can't shake the feeling of it mm -hmm. um coming to augusta state at the time um i did student teaching and they would put you in different grade levels in different areas and my first year in the education program i did um pre-k yeah. and it just sort of just captured me just seeing four and five year olds being able to learn at the level that they were and i was in burke county at the mm -hmm. time and so I was like, and I always said I love the foundation because I used to say I just want to do second or third grade because uh, that was my favorite grade levels when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. But 
I was something just captivated me about the pre-K and them be able to learn from that foundation. I always said I want to be able to teach kids at the level they are and be that foundation. Foundation was the key word and I never really picked up on it until like my third year of teaching. Like I did always say yeah. I want I love the foundation teaching and I just fell in love for pre-K. And six years later, I'm still in it, and everybody always asks me, are you going to move up? Are you going to move up? Are you going to go? That's where God has me. If you don't say move, I'm not moving. <laughs> my, uh, my mom taught them years ago, and she she calls them her babies yes. because they're, they're very small and um, a, a step up from preschool. Mm-hmm. But it's that developing stage oh, yeah. that she really admires. And uh, well, a lot of people would say, "You sure you want to best with little kids?" And mm-hmm. but it comes—you have to have a specific heart, I think, right. in order to to deal with that stage in a person's life. Right, because you're shaping their minds, you're molding their minds, and not only their parents at home, you know, mm-hmm. shaping them whether positive or negative. Yeah, you know, they also are being shaped and formed while at school, and it's easier to catch them at that level, if not earlier, yeah. because they can start sooner. Um, it's, it's, it's easier to shape them and help them to learn at that level because getting older, it won't be hard to teach them that, but it'll be a little more challenges in the road if you was to wait until they're like five, ten, six, mm-hmm. you know, years old, past that crucial like three, four stage. Yeah, I know, um, and it's funny because now thinking back on going to school, seeing how much you work throughout the day you're pretty yes. much a part of the life the majority of the time yes eight hours eight hours a day every day and, that, and i'm pretty sure that plays into you as far as your influence on these kids because you know oh, yeah. that what you do what you say and how you do it oh, yeah. will impact them oh definitely i i always tell a lot of my uh people that i work with like as far as my tas or you know colleagues i have a closer relationship with i said you know, I'm there to teach ABCs, one, two, threes, mm-hmm. you know, at that level. But if I can make an impact because a little girl decided to wear her glasses because she's still beautiful with her glasses and she remembered Miss Hudson for that, yeah, that's the impact I, that I think is more lasting than ABCs. Yeah. ABCs is automatic. You know, mm-hmm. someone telling a child she's beautiful regardless of what she looks like or put on or mm-hmm. not having one. That's everlasting. Now, are you? Um, so, how do you feel about your son coming up, seeing that you've been teaching kindergarten for and been in the school system for so long? Yeah, it's like now I have my own little being. It's, <laughs> it's just like you say, your mom said. You know, that you call your students your babies, and they are like all 22 every year. They're my babies, but it's like something when you have your own. It's like you bringing two worlds together as teacher and as mom mm-hmm. and you see what you don't want to do yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you see what you do want to do and things that you want to do better you know and especially this day and age of whether you know you decide you want to put your child in school being a teacher myself yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> but it's amazing it's like I'm teaching him things it's just natural for me to teach mm-hmm. him things he's super smart he's one years old and it's like some things that my pre-k pick up on he can pick up on (laughs) so it's like it's that shows how much more crucial it is and how much effective it is to catch them early on because it's never too soon to start yeah Yeah. oh man because um being a, an educator, you yes. have the upper hand when it comes to oh, yeah. raising your kids. Yes. Because, like you say, this you know what to expect, right? And you know, you know what um, you would personally do as far as right. making sure that your child gets the education that they need. Right. Um, so, like growing up, whenever we would come home, homework was first priority. Right. And if you couldn't do that, then you couldn't do anything right. else. And as a child, you're like, I just want to go outside. <laughs> right, that's it. But when they get older. And as we've learned, right. in hindsight, you know, I'm glad that my parent right. told me to do that. Right. Because that, that filters into, into every other aspect of your definitely, life. Definitely. Education is key. And that doesn't mean education just in school. That's education just worldwide. Just the ability to learn around your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very much so key.
So were you were you born here in Augusta? I was not born in Augusta. I was born in Fort Benning, Georgia. Okay. Um, my dad's a retired military, and we went to Germany um, when I was like a young baby. And I think we came back to the states. I was like two, or maybe just about to turn two, mm-hmm. and we moved to Hinesville, Fort Stewart, Georgia. And then when I was in first grade is when we moved to Augusta. I think it was like 91, 92 or something like that. But I've been Augusta basically the remainder of my life. We mm-hmm. went to Germany again when I was a teenager, but yeah. I've been in Augusta basically 20 years, 20 or so years now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I'm from Augusta. <laughs> so <laughs> might as well. It's like I've been here the longest. I'm not like the ordinary military brat that did a whole lot of traveling. Mm-hmm. Like I only went to two elementary schools and then one middle school, one high school. So I was fortunate for that. And I still got to meet a lot of people just as much, you know, the person that's traveling from state to state constantly mm-hmm. meet a lot of people. And it really, seeing that as well, difference in education and overseas and the states really help form my opinion as well of being a teacher yeah. because I saw what I was able to do when I got over there and then when I got over here back to the states it was like oh I did that already <laughs> <laughs> and I did it early so it was like okay it's like it's a little simple yeah. <laughs> so it was easy to accommodate back to you know doing stuff in the states way even though you know higher learning is taking place overseas so how do, you, do you have any siblings i have an older brother his mm-hmm. name is patrick yeah he's uh just recently got in the military himself he did 15 years oh, cool. um, in the air force so yeah he's recently matter of fact when i had jeremiah mm-hmm. he was coming back home he was getting <laughs> out of the military like literally on the road yeah that morning when i went into labor wow so yeah that's like my partner my best friend like we fought like cats and dogs when we were younger <laughs> but he went out to the military early at 17 so it was like the further we got apart the closer <laughs> that we became and now he's that's just like another one of my best friends like I fight over him like, yeah literally fight you so. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because I honestly thought that you had a sister everybody thinks so <laughs> and I, I was like I come to find out that was your mom <laughs> <laughs> That was so crazy. I was like, oh, she has yes. a sister. I'm like, no, and you, you were putting the caption, oh, this is my mom. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> yes, everybody thinks my mom is my sister or we're related in some kind of way because my face is exact, <laughs> spot on, spot on. Sometimes I look like my dad. I think it's like I look like whoever I'm standing by because I got features from my dad but I got most of my features from my mom so mm. hers stand out the most <laughs> so who do you think uh, Jeremiah looks like now he looks like that <laughs> yeah. anybody know who my husband is Amy <laughs> Hudson yeah he looks like that but I always say he is I'm, I am still in that smile <laughs> like no matter what when he smiled them eyebrows go up that's all mama <laughs> oh man he's what well, I keep saying he's he motivates me. He's awesome. He really does. He's, and he's very, he's a happy baby. He is. I tell people he baby. wakes up smiling and laughing. No lie at all. The only time he whines when he wake up is waking up from a nap and mom or daddy's not right there. But yeah. in the morning, happy face all the time. And that's a blessing because it makes my day start off yeah. better knowing that he's okay. So how do you feel about the challenge of raising a son? I don't think it's a challenge at all. I just think it's just another grace that God has given me to take mm-hmm. on. I don't look at it as a challenging, challenging moments that yeah. can be, you know, and, but I love it. I, it was like, I was born for this. I was ready for this. Mm-hmm. I think that's why he came so soon. <laughs> <laughs> like me and Amy both know when we got married, he was going to come soon. We didn't think it was like honeymoon soon, but yeah. We was prepared and ready to receive him, and he's just been a joy, and just him being such an easy child, even though he has my personality and everybody that knows me deeply like that, they know I can be a little feisty. (laughs) (laughs) But he's such an easy child to Mm -hmm. raise, and because he's just super smart, and he listens, and he does what a baby does, but 
he makes it easy for me. He really does. So I didn't know what I was getting myself into when I found out he was a boy. Because <laughs> Lord knows I was ready to start sewing up some stuff for a girl. <laughs> Eamon is, uh, is bo- mostly boys on uh, his side of the family. So it, they was like, oh, it's, it's a girl. It's a girl. And on my side of the family, it's like a mixture. So it was like, well, no. Then my mom, of course, she had dreams. She seen the boy. And I was like, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with a boy, Jesus, but <laughs> I will take it on. But I fell in love with him from day one, like even before I had him. Yeah. And he's, he's just amazing. He's so loved by everybody. And it's like mm-hmm. everywhere we go, it's like he's like a magnet. We have people buying him stuff that don't know him. Wow. People just doing stuff for him or doing stuff for us. Just because of him, he's really like a light to this world I feel like and I just can't wait to see him get older and really step into his purpose mm-hmm. yes wow well speaking of uh, it's funny you said that because as a male you always roll in our lives are very pivotal mm-hmm. uh, because you're you're shaping the standard when it comes right. to women right. and that relationship is very 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 important unfortunately oh, yes. uh, he does have um, that two part household yes. with his you and Amen yes and uh, Eamon, he just listening to him when we were at work, and this was mm-hmm. before way Jeremiah, before. <laughs> way before Jeremiah came into the picture. Uh, but listening to him and listening to how his dad influenced him as right. far as his music life in general. And when I found out that he was about to have a son, I was like, man, this is gonna be awesome. Right. I know whatever he has, he'll be able to pass it on to him. And then Jeremiah developed his own right. entity, That's and right. it just you actually get to see that right. happen as a parent. Yes, because he he's already beating on everything. Everything's a drum in the house. <laughs> <laughs> he messes with the keyboards. He, so the music inclination is already there. He nods his head and dances on beat, clap on beat. And I say, what child claps on beat? <laughs> like even when he start walking and his balance, like. Two or three days later, you know, some babies have that waddle for a little while. Two, three days later, he was just balanced in his walk. So it's just just to have that balance and that control and that timing it, that early. It's just like, it's a whole lot for me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking of childhood and your personality, right. what, what were you like as a child? I How was, was that experience? very quiet. I was very quiet. I stuck to, unless, unless I was, you know, around family, friends. But mm-hmm. public-wise, I was, I was quiet. I just did what I was supposed to do school-wise, mm-hmm. around the house. Occasionally, I had mouth. <laughs> <laughs> that got me in trouble. That, that really, the only thing that got me in trouble. Growing up, my brother got the most beat downs. <laughs> they can barely catch me because I run from them. <laughs> but I was um, very, very into things that I wanted to do and I'm still like that today. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm very headstrong and so a disadvantage of it, it could be stubbornness, but yeah. but I'm also headstrong and actually doing something that I say I'm going to do and not letting anybody you know, sway what I think about it and if I'm going to do it or not. Yeah. So, but I had a very loving home, both parents in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, dad was military. And even though, you know, the times that he was gone, it was like he was still present, you know. Yeah. It wasn't like he was gone and, like, working. It was like, oh, when dad's coming home, it's like, we know dad is, you know, in the field. Dad is at war, you know. So, um very loving parents, very supportive parents. Um, we had our battles sometimes, like I said, my mouth got me in trouble sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, um, me and my mom, we're like so much alike. Mm-hmm. It's not even funny, it's not even just in looks. Like, sometimes in personality, we are like, and we, we can butt heads, we're both Libras. Mm-hmm. And um, she tried to have me on her birthday. Our birthdays are two days apart. Oh wow! <laughs> but because um, even then you were stubborn. Yes, 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 yes. Like it's like if I'm upset and mad, I'm gonna be upset and mad. I don't care if you wanna take me to the store. I don't care if it's time <laughs> to eat. No, I'm mad. <laughs> dad, I was daddy's girl. Now yeah. I I could not be upset with my dad long. You mm-hmm. know I know because I know if I made him mad, it was really more disappointment than yeah. You just made me mad in the moment, but um. 
I can't I can't even say anything bad about my childhood. You know, I take responsibility for, you know, anything that I have done, you know, where I did get a scolding or, you know, did get in trouble for and I was like, Okay, yeah, I know. I ran my mouth a little bit too much or, you know, that's something I shouldn't have done. But mm-hmm. there was never a time where I felt like I couldn't do nothing that I'm doing now without my backbone, my foundation, which was my parents and my brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny you said that because Amos said the same thing about his childhood. Yeah. He said, I really, <laughs> I really enjoy, I really had a good childhood. Yeah. And um, a lot of people will feel salty about mm-hmm. somebody saying that. Mm-hmm. But if it's truth and it's yes. something that you enjoy, like I even said about myself, despite yes. everything that was going on. Right. I really enjoyed it, yes. and um, being the youngest did play a part in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way things God allows things, certain things to happen, because right. if I was born different in a different order, right. I would have been exposed to something different. Right. But I wasn't. Right. And one thing that you touched basis on was support. Yes. Supporting doing what you love doing. Exactly. Which is very, very important. I don't think people understand because nowadays people think of support like, oh, I just throw some money at this, right. and it'll be fine, mm-hmm. or. Um, or even that, they think that's the um, primary source yes. of support. Yes, and my dad, he's a very wise person and a rational person, very much so. He will teach you value in a situation. Like, he won't just tell you no. You yeah. know, he will give you reasons of what could go wrong. He'll give you the advantages of what could go right and let you basically make the decision yourself. And I was very free to make a lot of decisions early on because mm-hmm. I didn't make a lot of irresponsible decisions. Yeah. And, I, and my parents always n- knew um, growing up, you know, they wasn't always, you know, saved or in church, but mm-hmm. they always had that God factor in their lives. But when we came along, we was always for the most part in church and always had that God factor being saved at nine years old. Yeah. So it was like I never made a decision without praying to God first, you know, seeking wise counsel and make sure I was having peace in whatever decision that I did make. So my dad always was the rational person. Mm-hmm. And I, a lot of people would think, you know, daughters go to their mom first, yeah. but I went to my dad first because he always gave me that ras- rational answer like mm-hmm. okay I'm not gonna tell you no especially when I got of age of being grown he was like I can't tell you no but this yeah. is what I can tell you and this is the benefits this is the disadvantages of mm-hmm. it you make the decision yeah uh, and it's not to say that my mom was like you know forced my decision whether it was yes or no but just my dad just being more rational and seeing both sides of things and not just being so not being close-minded and not that my mom was at all but mm-hmm. just not being close-minded to things of the world you know that yeah. happens so um in reference to um <laughs> i understand the uh the, the stubbornness yes <laughs> and how beneficial it can be yes. when you especially when you're setting trends mm-hmm. um because you, you stick to something you say okay this is the direction that i'm right. going because usually it's going against the grain right and i think it was maybe a year ago I was exposed to the concept of color blocking. Mm-hmm. Did not know what it meant. <laughs> I heard it. Yes. But it was a talk show, and there was a woman um, sitting down. She had on a dress, and I forgot what colors this was. I think it was yellow, and she had on a large yellow dress, mm-hmm. and there was the strip of color that was mm-hmm. like down the back, mm-hmm. and then the. Um, the talk show host said, uh, oh, it's color blocking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And she was impressed that he right, knew what right. that was. But I'm like, what in the world is that? And, yeah. I, and I'm starting to realize that what it, what it looks like and the effect that it has mm-hmm. on whatever you're wearing. Right. So, um, but just going back to your persistence on sticking to what you want exactly. to do and even developing that at an early age because yes. some kids are still seeking approval right. from their parents and like I don't know what uh, I don't know what I want right. to do yeah they never steered me from teaching even though they questioned like are you sure this is what you want to do like yeah. I said weigh your pros and cons but they saw that you know it was a passion in me and when I got to college that I never I didn't go undecided I didn't switch majors I mm-hmm. teaching was what I wanted to do initially mm-hmm. and you know starting off and fashion 
that just sort of happened. <laughs> when people say that, <laughs> <laughs> it really. And I'm like, and to see your to see your work and to be like, it just sort of happened. It I, really just happened. This yeah. is my fifth year, I believe, of sewing, mm-hmm. and I tell these people sto- this story every time I started off hand sewing needle and thread. Wow. And I wasn't making clothing items. I was just refashioning clothing items. Like I turn a pair of pants into a skirt, something mm-hmm. easy. You know, I'll try to make a glove or something like that. And then I was like, okay, this is taking too long. I don't like hand sewing. (laughs) I said, I might get me a sewing machine just to speed this process up a little bit. And I always put in, like, quotation marks, or so I thought. I thought I was just speeding up my hand sewing (laughs) and going to be refashioning pieces. Mm -hmm. And at the time, he was my boyfriend. (laughs) He bought me my sewing machine. So, you know, that support oh, factor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it was there early on. It, like, I think that was two years into dating, and, and he bought me a sewing machine. He was looking and saw some on sale, and he was like, hey, see this sewing machine, this? And then I asked his mom about it, who's been sewing basically mm-hmm. all her life, Miss Alethea. Yeah. And um, I asked her about it to see if it was a good one, good one to start off with, and she said it was, and he got it, and... I, I ain't touch it for two months though. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> what what made you hesitant? Cause I was like, I never used a sewing machine before. You know, it was like, even though I was so gung ho, like, let me get a sewing machine and speed this process up. Yeah. Like the first thing I tried sewing was um, some socks together. I had a hole in a sock, and mm-hmm. I just see if I could stitch it together. But I ended up taking my sewing machine uh, to his mother's house, excuse me, mm-hmm. and. Um, she works with patterns and mm-hmm. anybody familiar with patterns is just a guide to how you um sew particular mm-hmm. clothing you can make different alterations mm-hmm. and make it look like a different type of um, garment than what's pictured on the pattern and that was my first dress and that was the first time i found out i hated patterns i said <laughs> nope not for me i can't do this because i'm the type i'm I can learn audio looking by writing, but I'm really like a visual person and mm-hmm. I got to see it done before I do it. And then the lingo of the patterns, I was like, they say, well, do this type of stitch. Okay, okay why don't you just say do a straight stitch? I mean, yeah. <laughs> just say so, so straight up. Like I said, if I ever invented patterns, like if my lingo is going to be just so straightforward. It's yeah. none of this like over your head type stuff. <laughs> so I would ask her, you know, okay, well, what this mean? What this mean? It's five, eight. What? Okay. But yeah, <laughs> I found out that day I hated patterns and I haven't used the pattern since. Mm-hmm. So um, I thank her a lot, you know, for, you know, starting me on the machine and you know getting past my hesitation of being afraid of the machine because it can be scary because it's loud (laughs) and it's fast (laughs) and there's needles involved (laughs) (laughs) i have got stuck by needles about 20 30 times so far (laughs) but um you get used to it um but after that it, it was a trying time but after that, I, I just got the hang of it. I started, I was still refashioning. I wasn't mm-hmm. really off on my own, like making clothing. I was still refashioning. I, t- I was still turning skirts into pants or shorts and stuff like that. Just little simple stuff. And I think the first thing I tried, I don't know if you have ever seen, um, it was a royal blue like dress and it's like, they call it circle skirts, which is basically a real bouncy type. I think that's um, Material and I got it from um, Mimi G, um, a very known fashion blogger and uh, seamstress. Mm-hmm. And it was this dress she made. And it, here again, my mother in law, she was like, Well, this pattern, I said, Mm mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Mm mm, no. <laughs> she said, uh, Well, and this is where I started my own lane. I started taking pieces that I had, like a shirt. Mm-hmm. and cutting around that onto the material. Mm-hmm. So I, I was I call it cut tracing. Yeah. So if it had the shape that I wanted or close to the shape that I wanted, then I used that and cut. And then the circle skirt, it was a simple measurement of taking your waist and dividing by eight. And then that's what you do for the waist. And then you get whatever your length. And mm-hmm. then I just attached them together. And that was my first self-made 
drafted dressed in a way. Yeah. So yeah, that's where everything just took off. Then I was just I was at Walmart. I was at Joanne's. I was just buying up fabric. I, I had a stash like up to <laughs> me. I'm like five foot three, so <laughs> I was just I said like, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make that. But it was a process. It definitely was a process, and it, but it came so natural to me. Mm-hmm. And like I said, when I say it just came from nowhere, it was like I never knew anybody at the time in my family that sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until maybe my second year into sewing when my mom saw that I was serious about it and it wasn't just, I was just playing around. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, well, you know your great-grandmother, she used to sew without, you know, patterns. Wow. And then her oldest sister, my aunt, she also sold, she sews with patterns, but she also sold. So I was like, all this time, you ain't tell me. <laughs> I'm like, I know it had to come from somewhere. I know it ain't just jump on um, my boyfriend's mother on to me. <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? But she had shared that with me, and I was like, now I know. Wow. And so it, I say it came from just out of nowhere, but it also has a root of, you know, family root of where it came from as well. So I was thinking to myself how awesome it was, you know, how awesome God is, how he, how he set things up so that Delisha ended up marrying the son of a fashionista. I love saying that word ever since she said, I'm like, it's so, that's that's a nice, that's, that's a nice, nice word. I love it. Um, but yeah, how that lined up, how that ended up coming into play. So you can act honestly, uh, you can actually see that, you know, that was God's will for that to happen. So that's just too awesome. But anyway, uh, continue to listen to her story, um, during, um, episode 27, uh, of the glory in our stories featuring the awesome, the talented Delisha Hudson. And it's funny when it comes to some finding your niche, everything else it just it like you said it does it just happens yes. and it happens naturally. Yes. Um, to the point where it's like it feels like it's it's a part of you. Yes. And um, I guess my question would be, and I'm not sure if you touched base on it or not. Mm-hmm. Was there ever anybody or anything that really catapulted you towards saying, "Yo, this is what"? I want to do because for me writing it was music mm-hmm. it was hip-hop mm-hmm. like I always loved writing but once I actually got exposed to it mm-hmm. I'm like I, I, I want to pursue this even further was there ever a moment like that or it wasn't no one personal to me it was mm-hmm. more so like a lot of fashion stylists that I follow like uh, June Ambrose or Ambrosia however she pronounced her name uh, she's a black stylist mm-hmm. and designer and um Mimi G was another one and I was just like it's amazing how they can you know take pieces and put them together as a stylist you know or Mimi G as a seamstress take three yards of fabric and make it into a whole dress Mm -hmm. so it wasn't nobody personal to me that was like this this is really something it was just like me looking at other people and just being amazed that you know this can come from this and then it brought me to a deeper understanding of why stuff cost the way they did because I started to learn the science of fashion of how much materials cost how much time goes into it and I was like okay so this why this costs (laughs) this much and then it was like from there on I was like this is something that I know just like teaching I just couldn't let it go like I just love fashion and it wasn't just me loving and knowing how to dress or putting Mm -hmm. stuff together it was just like I think I can create you know clothes like this too but you know have my style on it which my line is called the stylish behavior and my Mm -hmm. motto is expressing myself you know but inspiring you inspiring you but while expressing myself so Mm -hmm. They were expressing themselves. Mimi G was expressing herself. June was expressing herself. But it inspired me to do my own thing and find my own way. Yeah. And just pick up on different aspects and details. And a lot of people, they'll see things that I make and see that 
this detail that you put into it is just like amazing. Like nobody would have thought to put that peplum that mm -hmm. high or put two rolls of peplum and make that flounce like that, make it bouncy like that. And yeah. I was, it was, I was just say it's just the gift that God has given me just to see things a little different. Mm -hmm. So if you were able to see, like your creative process, what's mm -hmm. that like when you're when you're given a um, I want to say a project, but when you're about to do something big, mm -hmm. maybe somebody and, and it is an individual. Mm -hmm. well, how does that process work? Do you, you when do you get measurements first and um, or what? I will use my wedding gown as an example. Mm -hmm. I made my own wedding gown. People are very surprised and shocked <laughs> that I did that or wow. how I found the time to do that. When I first, um, I started making my dress before he proposed, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> because I, my, uh, one of my best friends, she was like, God told me, you, you need to go ahead and start buying that fabric. And that was like, I started making my dress in August. He proposed in October of 2015. <laughs> so it was just like, I just saw it, God gave me a vision of it. And I'm not really a sketcher where I, you know, get an idea and I sketch, because a lot of my stuff is drawn from inspiration. Mm -hmm. I'll see stuff on Pinterest, or I'll just see something on the web, and I'll just throw my own flair on it. I'll say, okay, I like the shape of this, or I like how that strap is. Mm -hmm. But my dress was the first thing I sketched ever. So, um, I just I just went with it. It was just a full vision of what God showed me of how I wanted my dress. It ended up being a little different along the way because mm -hmm. you, certain things, you know, when you get into the actual details of sewing, certain things don't work a certain way. Yeah. Um, I just sketched it out. I don't know what some of the fabrics was gonna be. I would just say, I know I want this type of covering, this type of lace, I want these type of jewels, and th this is what I want. And, th and then I was like, I was going back and forth, I said, well, maybe I should buy like some cheap, like nine, $99 like dresses with pieces <laughs> that I like on the dresses and just put one dress together, take them dresses apart. That guy was like, no, you are going to make this dress. Mm -hmm. And I stay, I stay clear of form. I still say formal is not my niche right now. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever, you know, let me out in that way, but because <laughs> everybody see, I, you made your wedding, can you do? Mm -mm. <laughs> no. I was like, this is something that God gave me to do, and I just want it to be a dress that was remembered. Mm. You know, it's not just, you know, it's not about the dress, you know, of the wedding, but I just want it to be something that came from me, a gift to myself. Yeah. you know during our wedding day and we started um my mother-in-law helped me with the muslin which is the like making a fake piece before you make the actual dress to create a pattern you yeah. create your own pattern so it wasn't a pattern <laughs> <laughs> but i sort of created my own pattern by her fitting the um fabric to my body mm -hmm. and then we cut into actual fabric and went for there and let me tell you it was a task. <laughs> it's like if I would, I did not have her or any other type of videos to help me. It was like that thing would have been looking cheap. <laughs> like I would be like, okay, let's zip this and do this and stuff. And it's like I always find a different way or a quicker way, and not that it's quick and no quality to it. It's quick mm -hmm. and quality to it. And I'll show my mother-in-law, I'll say, well, I did this one. She'll give me the technical name for it, and I wouldn't know that that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But when I put the uh, dress together, um, something in the lining of the dress wasn't working, and it kept mm. pulling down because my dress was supposed to be strapless. Yeah. And it was not working. It was ruching and making the satin look all bunched up, and no matter how much we just tried to pull and take in, it would not work. So the whole dress came apart. I cried so wow. bad. I cried so bad. I was like, what in the world? It's like I'm already only working on this dress like once or twice a week with teaching, you know, yeah. and stuff and doing all of that. But how am I going to get this dress done in time? <laughs> <laughs> but we started over, and it took off from there. We changed the lining in mm -hmm. it. She showed me very little. And when I say very little, very little, like, 
when I, I learned how to do darts, and darts is what you put in to, you know, shape the dress or shirt or whatever it is to mm-hmm. you. And I learned how to do darts. She showed me how to do one, whether it was on scrap fra- fabric, mm-hmm. and she'll show me how to line it, and I did it. So it was like, all it takes is one time for me to see, and I can just do it for the rest of my life. Yeah. So that was the, it was the biggest task I still had to date to me mm-hmm. was making that dress and it came out even more beautiful than my vision <laughs> <laughs> so it's like like I said I'm not a sketcher but sometimes you know going back to your question with how I start sometimes it's just inspiration mm-hmm. and like I still sometimes I free I freestyle like with the muslin I just fit the fabric to me and then mm-hmm. create my own pattern or sometimes if I see a dress in my closet that has the shape that I'm going for I just throw that dress right on top of that fabric and cut around it (laughs) (laughs) and go create from there and add whatever details I want to add. Now, what are some things, because with everything, I know that's, well, I guess if you really love, then nothing will come of that that really bothers you. Nothing will be um, done in void, I guess. Um, Are there some fashion don'ts that you're not really fond of as far as style or something that you see and you just I do not like seams that do not match up That and it's like I tell people it's like that's probably the 1% OCD in me as a teacher <laughs> <laughs> but when I say when seams don't match up is when a particular uh, fabric has patterns in it especially stripes mm-hmm. and it, say it's black and white stripe and then the seams come together and it's like they're alternating Oh, <laughs> and wow. it's not black to black and white to white. Oh, wow. oh that drives me nuts. <laughs> and then it's like you go in the stores and Macy's and Dillard's and mm-hmm. all these stores and you think, you know, you're paying great money for these pieces and you look and now I look at stuff differently. I'm looking at the seam, I'm like, that don't match up. I'm not about to <laughs> not about to buy that. <laughs> and I even convince people like you might not them seams ain't matching up. <laughs> <laughs> um do you um style Jeremiah I do in a way more so when he's like more dressy like during the week his dad dresses him and sometimes I have to tell him okay babe that's too small (laughs) (laughs) everybody knows Jeremiah is a chunky baby (laughs) he is solid so I said just because say 12 months that doesn't mean he still can fit him (laughs) I threw a shirt yesterday just out the room when he tried to put on I'm tired of that shirt his chest is out it's too small <laughs> but for the most I take over on the weekends so because mm-hmm. dad is he gets out the house after me I have to be at work at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. so he takes over you know in the morning he gets some dress and gets them ready to go to grandma's um, but on Sundays yeah I, I, be, I be trying to put his stuff together and even though a lot of stuff that we have bought or other people have bought him mm-hmm. they come in outfits I'll, yeah. I'll take stuff and just mix it <laughs> different was like no I don't want those that matches too much or that I don't like that shirt with that so I just mix up stuff even though it came as an outfit yeah yeah so um, and I think he know he cute too so because on Easter he had his hat on and he was just walking up and down the yeah. aisle in church it's this it's this look he does he's always camera ready yes always <laughs> and I'm like man you you killing it man yeah. and I was telling him that like he has he has swag. He, he really does. I was like, everybody said, how do you get him to stand still? Or how do you get him to look at the camera? I don't. I just take the picture. Sometimes I'll call his name and or I'll sing, sing a song that he likes and mm-hmm. he'll just stand still. And I just, I just snap and then I just go through the pictures and I'm like, <laughs> dude, like, who does this? <laughs> like, I don't think to see the pictures I'm posting like, how do he know how to do that? I don't even think he realized he's doing it. It's just natural. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, do you? <laughs> and, and I that, think he get that from mommy because mommy loves the camera. <laughs> man. And, um, but it's just really amazing to, uh, and what's one thing I do enjoy about social media is watching people's children grow up. Yes. And seeing those pivotal moments, like when he was walking. Yes. Um, he was beating on the drums. Yeah. <laughs> And recently, when he was asleep. Yeah, he had his first experience of the itis this past weekend. <laughs> it took him out. Hold on. Um, so, is he, when will he be on solid? Is he on solid foods now? Mm-hmm. 
he been on solid food solid foods since he was about six months. My mom makes his food. Okay. And she uh, she'll go to the farm and get the all the vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. that he eat, and she'll process them. And when he was still eating them softened, they had a setting where she would pur- puree it, yeah. and it was soft enough for him to eat. And now that he's eating more chunkier food, she just does it less. And it's a little bit more chunky, but he'll still eat off our plates too. He loves mashed potatoes. He loves grits. <laughs> he eats occasional pieces of meat, and yeah. he loves macaroni and cheese. That's what knocked him out this past <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> but yeah, he's on. He's been on solid foods for a good little bit. Like he's advancing like a way too fast. But mm-hmm. he's he's on target. He's like no ordinary baby, really. <laughs> Literally. Um. But I guess my next question would be, and this is relation to to Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. You're a lot of people, and I'm learning this as a male. A mm-hmm. lot of us men want legacies to be right. passed on to our sons. Right. As far as what you're doing, teaching, and you're doing fashion, and judging from you and Amy, y'all have hands in a lot of different. Yeah, what y'all wear several hats. Yeah. Yeah. And so, what is it that? What's your personal dream that you have for your future? regarding everything that you're doing and that you love doing I just want to make an impact just like I do with my students I want to make an impact on people and I don't want my fashion just to be about you know how you look Mm -hmm. I just want you to feel confident regardless like I want anything I do to be a ministry teaching is my ministry my marriage is my ministry my fashion is my ministry so I had one person that I worked with and I created a dress for her and she would never wear you know things to show her shape she was very conservative Mm -hmm. but creating this dress for her custom size for her it made her feel better it made her step out more and that's the impact I would love to make I don't want to just throw out clothing there just to say okay here put this on I don't want to women to be able to say oh well this is what I want you to make this but you don't have the body type for it I want to create stuff for people's body type where they're comfortable in it and not just because somebody that has a pear shape can wear it then somebody that has an apple shape you know it won't look the same on them, and I don't want it to be, well, Delisha made this dress for this girl, and she knows she shouldn't wear this. Mm-hmm. I don't want my name to be out there negatively as if I was making the person look bad, and I'm just making, trying to make money, yeah. you know, doing pieces just to make money. They call them consultations. I, I want it to be a ministry where we sit down and talk, and you talk about what you want, what are you expecting, and I'll tell you what I can do for you, and I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to tear you down, yeah. you know, but I'll be honest with you and honest with your body type and give you what works with your body type. And yeah. I do that with my mom sometimes. Like, she would, uh, it, when we used to go shopping together, and she'd be like, well, Delisha, you, what do you think this would look right on me? I said, well, Mom, I wouldn't wear it. It's what you're comfortable in. But I would be honest with her and say, okay, if your torso is a certain length, if it's too long or too short, you can't do certain high-waisted type things or you got to yeah. bring your waist down because you don't want to look like a box, you mm-hmm. know, squished together because you're bringing your clothes up close. So it's more so about just building the confidence in the woman of where they are, yeah. whether plus size, small, it's just custom fitted to you, but mm-hmm. you feel your best because it's you and where you are, not because my clothes says you look the best. Yeah. Do you think that um, what's being pushed out in the media is, is playing on? major part in influencing women it definitely choosing does. to probably wear something that not it, for them right it is definitely does and people brutally put it like just because they make it in your side that doesn't mean <laughs> it's for you and yeah. i said that's a brutal way to put it but mm. it's the it's the truth it's really the truth you have to look at your body type me after having a baby my body type is different than mm. before baby so I have to accommodate for my body type type now. So I can't be trying to squeeze in the 
little tight dresses that I had and it looked tasteful. Like yes. I'm one for sexy sophistication and looking classy at the same time. Mm -hmm. And not just, you know, doing it just because I can get into it. Yeah. So yeah. I not one thing I had to learn and I think some people still do this, they assume that just because you're a mom mm. doesn't mean that you listen that, that means that you shouldn't <laughs> feel sexy right. or that you should dress for yourself right i had a i had a couple people to tell me you know once this baby get here or you get pregnant you can't do this no more you won't be able to carry these bags and a baby bag no more you can't wear your heels and stuff now granted at a certain time <laughs> the heels had to stop only because my back yeah. <laughs> got a little achy he was all up in that pelvis and caused aches in my back then everybody probably seen the video where my husband put all my heels in the attic so I wouldn't be sneaky. Because <laughs> he know I love my heels. But a lot of people try to discount me and say, you know, you don't, you can't wear all these clothes like you wear now. And I never had to get into maternity wear when I was pregnant, ever. And a lot of stuff that I wore was very fitting to my body but it wasn't classless it wasn't like looking like my baby can't breathe yeah. you know? <laughs> so it was very tasteful and it was like a lot of people say I love how you're doing your fashion while you're pregnant because you're showing that even though you're expecting that you can still you know dress it up and still you know feel fabulous you know pregnant and then even after having him and you know after going through recovery still bounce back into what I was before. Yes. And like, granted, there are days I want to do sweatpants and t-shirt or I'll throw on my Pumas <laughs> and we out the door. But I'm still that that fashionista. I, I, I would throw on a pair of heels any minute. Yeah. I will. I, um, I, I really like it when a, when a, when a woman gets older and she's very comfortable with herself to the point mm -hmm. that you know you have many layers yes. you can do this you can do that and still yeah. be yourself yeah and having that uh, that sense of class yeah is very admirable for a mature male yeah younger a young-minded male won't right. fully understand that right. having that well-roundedness right. and um i see that you not only reflect that with your fashion reflected yes. with your teaching profession yes. and just you being the way that you yes. are in general because yes. you know you're aware of the influence that you have right on everyone right and that's why I say in anything that I do especially outside of teaching where I have kids looking at me I have little girls looking at me everywhere at church yeah. or just on the street or somewhere I don't want to be perceived different than what I put out there yeah and I say I I have made pieces where I showed my belly, I have mm -hmm. showed my back, or I had shorts on, short shorts on, but I don't do a whole lot. I don't have my stomach showing and a whole lot of leg out. Mm -hmm. I don't have like a peekaboo back and um, my leg showing or my shoulders out or something. It, I give you just enough where, like I said, it, it's class and showing skin. Yeah. And if your body type can do that, and you're confident in it, do it. Don't yeah. let no let nobody tell you. That's why I said that that headstrongness, that stubbornness, it works in your favor sometimes. And when I say I'm gonna do something or if I'm confident in something and I know I'm not questioning myself, I don't feel like the Holy Spirit saying, Okay, now delete now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna do it. No regardless what anybody has to say. You know, yeah. I'm I'm gonna do me. Unapologetically. Now, do you remember, because um, I was just, I was curious about this situation, because I didn't know what to think. Uh-huh. You're familiar with, uh, what's her name? Oh, man. Megan Good. Mm-hmm. The dress that she wore to, yes. uh, and the whole controversy <laughs> behind that, because her husband yes. is a minister, or right. a pastor. But the way she explained it, I understood it. Yes. Um, I was, I, what do you, I'm just curious being a fashionista what how do you feel about that for me only because we're two different women i probably wouldn't have myself personally wouldn't have did as much but yeah. i'm not one to judge where somebody is in their walk yeah and so that's what she chose to do and 
her and her husband live in the same household. If he didn't have a problem yeah. with it, then that's she she shouldn't she don't have no worries of what anybody else say. You gonna get criticism whether you're doing right or doing wrong in somebody else's eyes. Yeah. But I saw her just being who she was, and like she said. It's, you don't know where somebody is in their wall. It's a process. You yeah. know, who knows, you know, a year or two from now, you know, she goes to the same function, she'll be more covered up. Yeah. You know, she, she does not have to address the public, you know, saying, well, I'm here, this is where I'm at, so I'm just wear what I want to wear. She just probably felt really confident that it was okay mm -hmm. to wear that. That's just like people that come to your local churches. They just feel okay and comfortable to wear that, but if they get turned around because of something that they have on, you can't see their process and see them go from where they are now to mm -hmm. dressing how you, not necessarily how you think they're supposed to dress, but, you know, putting more class with their dressing. You said, in, in mentioning that, it goes back to what you said earlier, and I'm, I'm noticing that, which is, which is beautiful. It's not about what you're wearing, but it's about how you feel. Exactly. It's about that, and you're creating that exactly. with the with your clients. Like exactly. I'm more concerned about how you feel about yourself, exactly. and I noticed that from there you 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 know where to go. Yes, in yes. designing. Yeah, your and you definitely be wise. And of course, like I said, you don't walk up in church with a bikini on and stuff. You be wise. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm not saying just have a swimsuit on you comfortable and just <laughs> go to the altar like that. Yeah. You know, you be wise, but just saying just for common stuff like meet people where they are you mm -hmm. know and then make adjustments along the way have you had to design it are you have you ever designed anything for men i i don't i don't do men right now that's that's a whole nother <laughs> lane and ball game. it's so much detail and technicalities that go into it from the stuff that I read up on because I never went to school for sewing even though a lot of people say oh you need to quit teaching and go sewing and go to fashion <laughs> school but I tell you what in the five years God has probably done a lot you know for me as far as learning wise mm -hmm. that I probably would have gotten into school if not done more yeah. you know and I'm not saying discounting anybody who has went to school you know but, you know, that's not everybody's avenue. And mm -hmm. God gives you the resources if that's not your source of, you know, schooling or information for your talent or your gift. Yeah. So he gave me my mother-in-law. He gave me uh, different YouTube videos I can go to or different books I can look up. So, yes, I'm schooling myself without having to go to school, but I'm not discounting those that go to school. Just like I wouldn't want anyone to discount me because I didn't go to school for it. But yeah, looking up stuff for men, I, mm -mm. can't touch it. Mm -mm. I, I, like I said, who's to say, you know, what God will reveal later on, but right now, mm -mm. I remember, uh, I mentioned this before, actually your last, the last question. Mm -hmm. I saw, uh, Conor McGregor, mm -hmm. when he was fighting um, Mayweather with promotion, uh -huh. he had on this suit that the, have you seen it? The suit what that he, one of the suits, it, it was like a very dark blue. Okay. And you all, you see, very vaguely. Yeah. you see lines uh -huh. from a distance, but uh -huh. close, it says the line saying F you oh, down wow. the line. <laughs> <laughs> but looking at it, I'm like, dude, at some point, you're not going to be that exact size. Right. And that was a custom fitted suit. Right. So when you said technicality, I said I can see that. Yes. How that could probably yes. be very tedious. Yes. And I was like, man, like he got it fit perfectly right. for him. Right. Like nobody else can wear that suit. Tailored. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, when women, you, you, women, it's a lot more versatility with making things for them because we can do a lot of different type of materials. Mm -hmm. The guys, it's a lot of woven material, which is materials that doesn't have stretch to it. Yeah. So you have to do buttons, you have to do zippers or, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So it's that I don't like a whole lot of straight <laughs> stitching <laughs> I don't like a lot of woven yeah. <laughs> material I should say I, I do not so that's probably one aspect of it that keeps me like mm, I wish I could make my husband shirts but um, I can't touch it right now <laughs> and that's one thing about me I stay in my lane yeah. and no matter how much people try to say I want you to make my wedding dress 
at, like after my recent fashion show with my mom's event, I had people saying, well, I saw you made your wedding dress, uh, and I think you, sh- you should make my daughter. I said, right now, <laughs> I can't say that I, formal, I can't say that formal will be my thing right now, but I said, but if God leads me in that direction in the future, I'll be glad to. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, people will see you make something for you, and mm. you, you, you want to share it, you know, to show what you're capable of, or just to share, you know, your passion with the world, and they say, okay, I want you to do this. Mm-hmm. I want... I, I need you to do this. So I tell people, just because I sold that don't mean I want to sell everything. Yeah. And that's why I took, after I had Jeremiah, it didn't stop me, but I took some time to think back of how I wanted to brand, what kind of pieces I wanted to do. So that way I don't have people jumping in my inbox, well, can you sew this pillow for me? No, I don't do pillows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could, but I want you to see this is the specific pieces that I'm trying to brand, yeah. and this is what I want you you know to see that I do mm-hmm. you know not something just because you see I got a sewing machine okay it's easy that's not my lane <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I'm not easily swayed out of my lane at all and, and I, but I will gladly refer you and it's funny <laughs> it's funny you said that because when we see things from the outside we're like, oh, that's easy mm-hmm. when I sit in the studio with Amy I'm like bro you and the like you, that, for you to have the eye that you have, and mm-hmm. for him when he comes to his ear, yes. he's able to hear stuff. And uh, I was like, I, I couldn't, I can't do it. Yes. That's not yes. how I'm built. Yeah, I go in the studio sometimes and peek. I'm like, what is that mess on the screen? Like <laughs> that means that's music. Like what's those lines? Okay, bye. And then he comes in my studio <laughs> and be like, how I would have been cut my finger. <laughs> so we we got our lanes and. We we got our niches and we got our gifts. Yeah. So. Um, and it's, I say this one last thing. I've noticed <laughs> that they started because I started buying them mm-hmm. stretchable pants, yeah, stretchable jeans, yes. And I yes. didn't think that they would. And it's funny how they're crossing over yes. as far yes. as different agendas uh, and clothing. Right. And some things are starting to become neutral. Right. right. And I didn't I didn't know that they made those for men. Right. And then it's some materials and I say when I say woven, you know, it has no stretch to it. There are some materials that they have some slight stretch to it. Yeah. And it can give a little. So, you know, when I say mostly women can do those types of different fabrics, like you said, a lot of stuff is becoming gender neutral and guys can do it too and it looks good on them, mm-hmm. you know, for their body type. Yeah. yeah. So um, to sum this up, and I'm just started, you'll be the first person I actually asked this school. Oh, wow. So I wanted to know if you can describe it, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the glory in your story? Like from, from where you were to where you are now, if you can describe it. All of it is possible. Yeah. A lot of people think that you get all of these roles. You're a student. You're you have a job. You are a girlfriend, a wife, or you have a gift. Everything that has been given to you is possible to do without mm-hmm. you know getting overwhelmed. And people yeah. ask me a lot, like, well, how do you do this? Like, how do you be here for your husband your son your mm-hmm. students your family your fashion like how do you make time and that's the thing you have to make the time yeah 24 hours is not that long in a day especially when you have a nine to five especially but, when you have a child and, and a child that it's basically 24 Man. hours and i thank god for my <laughs> mom and mother-in-law that keeps him during the week and yeah. daycare is not an expense for us Man, that's awesome. but but the glory i say that all things is possible mm-hmm. and i love the scripture you can do all things through christ that strengthens you and mm-hmm. he gives me the grace to be able to prioritize and balance all these things and sometimes one thing gets you know higher priority than the other at the time but that that's the time for that moment yeah so no matter what childhood you come from where you had two parents and like I said, my childhood is possible. My husband had that childhood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's possible. You don't have to feel like you have to go from rags to riches or yeah. you have to go from a tumultuous childhood to be able to say you have a glory in your story, yeah. as you call it. You can have good and good. You know, mm-hmm. you can come from good and go to good. Of course, everybody has challenges along the way. Mm-hmm. But 
all in all, I say it is all possible. You just gotta prioritize, pace yourself, you know, and just give everything over to God because He's the one that sets your path and He'll make your way for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Delisha, for your time. I thank you. Uh, like I always said, thank you for your time out of your life, never yeah. out of your day, because yeah. it's. Um, I know you're very busy. Like you said, a parent's job is never. <laughs> yes, I gotta go get him after this. <laughs> never done, and it's 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 a pleasure yes. to see uh, to see him to Thank see you. Thank you. to see like the, the offspring of Amy. Yes. Like this, honest, <laughs> it's so to be uh, to be able to see that right, you know, right. and, and to see you all progress yes. and help each other, support each other yes. as you should. Yes, and it's just it's just awesome. Y'all, you all are very inspirational. Oh, thank you. And, um, I appreciate no that. No problem. And just not just being like in love, but black love. Yeah. Like that's that's very important yes. today. And it's very important to see because like you said, people can see you. Yes. See your husband and see your son, see your family, yes. see your business. Yes. See your career and yes. say, it is possible. It I can is. do this. Yes. I can do this despite all. So. Um, but thank you all for listening. Um, again, this is episode 27 of the glory in our stories with Delicia Hudson. Mm-hmm.